Hello, folks. You're listening to the Stuff She Reads podcast, a podcast for readers, book lovers, and literary enthusiasts. I'm Kristen Oropesa, your host and fellow bibliophile, coming to you from my cozy book nook. Hey, everyone. It's Kristen. Welcome back to another episode of The Stuff She Reads. We've got a really great episode this week for all of our parents and guardians out there. I've brought on two of my colleagues from Common Sense Media, both of whom are former educators and parents. Um, And we're going to talk about summer reading for kids and offer parents and guardians some tips and recommendations for getting into summer reading routines with their little ones or not so little ones. Uh, So stick around for this week's episode. All right, so let's dive into our first segment of the podcast. We're here with two of my colleagues and friends to talk about summer reading and kids, along with some helpful tips for parents or guardians who are looking to instill a love of reading in their kiddos. I'll let my my guests introduce themselves. Hi, Kristen. It's so nice to be here. My name's Jennifer, and I am the Senior Regional Manager at Common Sense Education and a mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Hi, Jennifer. So happy to be here. And hi, Kristen and Jennifer. Um, My name is Tali. I'm the East Coast Education Director, and I actually have two kids the same age as Jennifer's, but they are a grade ahead because we live in different cities. So I have an eight, almost nine-year-old and a six and a half-year-old. So going into fourth grade and going into second grade. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tali. Thank you, Jennifer, for being here. Um, when I was first you know, thinking about this episode, I was like, who can I have on? Who can talk about kids? Who can talk about reading and, and talk about some tips for parents? And I, it, it just it just made sense for me to reach out to you guys and, and see if you'd like to be on. So we re- really appreciate you being here uh, this morning with us. So, you know, now that summer's here, it's a great time to get kids reading kind of away from the pressure of the classroom. Um, it's a time to establish like reading habits that, that hopefully carry <laughs> with students through uh, the coming school year. And, and as moms and parents, um, I feel that responsibility of inspiring our kiddos reading habits um, sometimes, you know, falls on us. Um, but I'd, I'd love to know um, as you're, as we're in the midst of summer right now and, and you're looking at your kiddos and what they're reading, um, are there any particular books or series that you would recommend for kids um, during the summertime? If that's okay, Jennifer, I'm going to jump in because I have, this is the book series that literally this is my birthday gift to every friend and family is the Dory Fantasmagory series. Okay. I, it, oh my gosh, by Abby Hanlon. It's so fun. There's five of them. They're about to have a sixth one coming out. And I can tell you, honestly, I'm a former classroom teacher. And so I love kids books. This is the first book series that my kids have been excited about. And I have been excited about doing read alouds together. It's so funny. It's highly, highly engaging. And I think, honestly, I've given it to a range of different people and all the kids and all the adults have loved it. I've got some others, but I'll turn it over to you, Jennifer. Um, You know, I have my favorites as well, but I think keeping it light over summer, we love the Would You Rather books. There's tons of them at all ages. And, um, you know, it's fun to read aloud in the car. So we're still reading, but keeping it light. And also um, 
there's some others uh, around that same thing, like what if question books. I think National Geographic offers those series around, you know, just what if silly questions, but, you know, gets kids reading and talking about the particular topics that they're addressing. And that's such a big, uh, a, a big part of it, right? Getting kids interested in like what they're reading and that, that motivational factor, I think plays such a big role on, on if they, if they continue to read, I think. <laughs> Tali, were you exactly. going to say something? 100. No, I I love that. And actually, I'm not familiar with the Would You Rather book. So as Jennifer, you were talking, I was like busy Googling it. Um, And I think that to your point too, it, it, it's just fun finding books that everyone enjoys together. Another great book series is Zoe and Sassafras. I don't know if either of you have seen that. It's a, it's a girl whose mom is a scientist and she sees, um, they help magical creatures that only she and her mom can see. And it's really sweet and it's got a lot of embedded science. And again, I'm thinking about these as they can be read alouds. And then as your kids become more confident readers, they might want to go back and reread something that you've read together. I have to share my, my, you know, the, with the, you mentioned the magical creatures, Tali, like my daughter has been on this kick with like animals and, and she loves cats. And we've been trying to get her to read more chapter books. And and chapter books are always hard, especially when they're at the age she's going into second grade, right? And and th- she still wants to see pictures when she's reading. And so we were trying to find more, obviously, visual, like chapter books. Um, and we came across um, the Bad Kitty series. I don't know what it is like it, it, it's not really like a graphic novel like comic style book but it has like visuals on every page there's still dialogue there's dialogue like like you know speech bubbles and stuff that she has to like read and understand but she is like she almost has the entire series at this point because every time we go out she like mm-hmm. wants to grab a new one we go to the library she's trying to pick them up so like really like tuning in on what what kids like and 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 just what they're gravitating towards I think is motivating for a lot of them especially you know if if they're struggling with trying to find something that they just they, they just want to read so 100 percent. and the way too yeah. that you just talked about like you always are grabbing it like if you're going anywhere and you know there's going to be some downtime having that book that's like who wants to sit there being bored but if you've got a book that they're excited about too right right no for sure Now, okay, so for parents who are looking to um, encourage reading at home, like what are some tips that you can provide um, that that might just help help them get their kids reading this summer? Um, At our house, we've included it as part of their responsibilities each day. So, you know, just putting it on the list of things to do. I don't want to downplay it as like a chore. We don't frame it that way. We just frame it as like, did we do all of our responsible things today, you know, by reading for 20 minutes. And, you know, I'm always saying books take you on an adventure. So instead of, you know, let's read today, hey, let's go on an adventure. And I started to sort of use that phrase and they know when they hear that it's time to go grab a book. So I feel like making it positive and not so, you know, not a, I don't want to use the word punishment, but not something that feels heavy. Like it's just right. something that we do within our everyday life and, you know, framing it to be fun. And what did you learn? So. I love that. The, the whole yeah, everyday stuff as an adventure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So that seems to be working for us at least right now, but 
you know, everything's magical when you're six and eight. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I love the adventure language too. I, I think for us, it's, um, and it's, it's, I think it's similar to the responsibilities. It's part of the routine. So both my kids wake up earlier on the early side. Um, and so the night before we just kind of lay out in the living room, what are the morning activities that they can do? And I have them pick out their books. Cause that's one of them. It's usually has to be quiet time. We live in an apartment building. We don't want them waking up any of the neighbors, um, and I think letting them pick whatever book they want is a fun thing and graphic novels. So you brought up Kristen with your daughter, liking the visuals, my girls love graphic novels, like any, and they love the babysitters club. Have you guys seen yeah. those yeah. graphic novels? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, okay. So we're, we're already halfway through July at this point and nobody uh, wants to be thinking about back to school at this point, especially parents. But, you know, as, as we start to get back into that mindset um, and as, as back to school approaches for, for a lot of families, um, what are some uh, recommended reading lists or suggestions to help kids prepare for the upcoming academic year? whether those are books or, or routines or, or any kind of tips that you, you can think of? I mean, one of the things that we kept as a family routine is our public library and visiting our public library. I mean, we do it often in the school year, whether it's just to go get new books or work on homework, just as another space to go. And again, the library is a place for fun. You know, it's not the library, it's the library, right? And so we continued that routine on Mondays to go to the library and I encourage everyone to look into their community library because our library offers so many resources that, you know, I, I'm learning more and more as I go. And um, I feel like most libraries have a summer reading challenge or a summer yeah. reading program. So we signed up for that and building in incentives. Uh, and so for every 10 books they you know, get to spin a wheel for the prize. And um, it's been very motivating. And as a parent, believe it or not, I'm reading my fifth book this summer. Uh -oh. um, kids really do change us, don't they? Yeah. And so just modeling it as well and being excited to go to the library myself and get my next book as the incentive and reading together. So I think keeping some of those school year routines in summer, I know it's hard. I can't say we've gone every Monday, but you know, we have done, you know, a bulk of them to get those books. So I think that that's important. Holly, what about you? Yeah, 100% like the routines. And we actually, we were just at the library and it was also really fun. Just another pitch for the library. They had um, on Mondays, they have like story and music time which for my younger one, even though she's six, she's in there with the toddlers loving it. And it's like, it's really funny and really cute. Um, so yeah, I think the library is great. I think Jennifer, you were talking about our own modeling and behaviors. And I think it's not just them seeing us read, but hearing us talk about books, having conversations with them about the books they read, hearing us talk about, you know, whether it's our partners or with our friends and things like that. And just being really mindful. So that again, it's something like, this is one of the joys, like, you know, reading is part of our quiet time, but like, we're all looking forward to that quiet time together. I, I'm, I'm so glad you both touched upon things that are so, so uh, true to me and, and my daughter and 
our, our public library system here in, in Los Angeles is, is top notch. Um, we, we don't always go to the library just for like reading and picking out books. They have so many classes that they offer. And just to get in the habit of like, like going and saying, Hey, like we're, we're going to the library, but we're going to go do a craft or we're going to go paint today. Um, my daughter gets so excited when she sees it on the calendar and she's like, Oh my gosh, we're going to the library today. I need to get my library bag because she has a library bag that she takes. Um, and she will fill up by the end of our trip. And, you know, I, th I think, that's a love that she has that excitement because I remember having that excitement as a kid going to the library especially once I got like she got a library card this year and she she put it in her wallet she feels like such a big girl like having her own library card to hand over um, when she checks out books um, I think that's I think that's so cool that she's so excited about the library and then also Tali you mentioned like the modeling right it's so important for our kids to see us reading and enjoying reading too. Um, we went to the library together last week and my daughter, again, I mentioned she's like into this cat phase right now. She saw a book with a cat on the front. She's like, mommy, you need to check this out. I want you to check this out. And so I did, right? And and it ended up actually being a really good book by an author I really like. But, you know, just doing those things together and, That's and, awesome. and finding joy in that, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love the ritual too of having like the library bag mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you were talking about. Very and, special. Yeah. And the last library pitch is um, let's not forget the air conditioning. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> that's another great incentive. Wait, Kristen, was that you who was saying when you were younger that when you'd go to the library, your mom would like let you choose one book and she would choose one book for you? So not the library, but but she used to take us every month. She'd take my sister and I to Barnes and Noble, right? And we would choose. Um, she'd she'd let us pick uh, two books. One was like a fun book, right? So my sister and I loved Goosebumps. My mom not so much, but she let us pick like a Goosebumps book, and then she she had to pick. We had to pick one that she called she called educational, even though I think all books are educational, like she called educational. So I would, I, I was leaning towards like historical fiction books from a very young age. Um, once she saw that I, I was going through books, like within the week of going to Barnes and Noble, she got me a library card and she's like, go crazy because you can, you can check out like 10 or more books at a time. She's like, I can't afford to go to Barnes and Noble every week. So here's your library card. But but that's something you know I, I I try to do with with my little one and um we go we go once a month to Barnes and Noble and she can get a few new books but but most of the time it's going to the local library and seeing what they have and we're, we're fortunate enough we have three local libraries here near us so we can go to a couple different libraries you know and and she can she can see what's there and and find that joy. <laughs> well, and and I think like one other point on that is what you're highlighting, like thinking about when you were a kid is I think we all know our kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking we had our friend's 12-year-old son over the other day, and he might not pick up a book on his own, but he's interested in books. So he went through, I don't know how many babysitters clubs books that might not have been his preferred choice, but he was like, Hey, it's a book around. So right. like his parents are always just like happen to leave books around that they want him to read okay. because they know he'll just pick it up. Whereas you might have another kid who's not the same way. Right. Right. No, that that's kind of sneaky, right? Like trying to get that reading, <laughs> trying to get that reading in. Um, 
Okay, so as we as we talk about like school and tips and parents and how to how to get kids reading, um, as we think about like going back to school, are there any um, digital or online platforms that provide educational or engaging reading resources for students um, during the summer and then and then through the back to school season? And Jennifer, I think you were talking about this. Yeah, one. you know, most. Um... School districts have a school issued device that mm -hmm. allow kids to keep it over the summer. And one of the apps that's on our devices is called Epic. Mm -hmm. And it offers a variety of, you know, thousands of free books that they can access through this app and tracks like the progress and they earn stars and rewards throughout it. So that's one thing um, that I thought of. Um, the other thing that I thought of in going back to school and over the summer is uh, the magazine subscriptions. It might not be, um, you could get them digital and, you know, obviously the, the actual physical magazine, but sometimes reading, you know, it doesn't like we talked about the heaviness of like, read the story, let's read the series, you know, and I mean, something as simple as the highlights magazine with those little quick stories. And then there's activities yeah. where they still have to read to understand the directions for the activities. And so as we think about back to school um, subscriptions are things that I look into in terms of should it be renewed? Did they like it? But I know the Highlights magazine and they go for all grade levels um, yep. were something that we could just throw in a bag and take and yep. keep some reading as well. So uh, my daughter loves the, uh, she, she's, uh, I think she's subscribed to the high five it's called, which is part of the highlight series. She loves that because like you said, that the stories are short. Um, we can sit there and we can go through like the whole magazine in one sitting. She loves hearing the stories. I like that you know, as, as, you know, we're, we're teaching, she's, she's bilingual. So there's some bilingual stories in there as well, um, which are always good because I think it's so important for her not to just hear like our family speaking Spanish, but to also see that we read in Spanish as well. Um, and, and so, you know, going through that and then you mentioned, um, you know, the Epic and like online platforms, um, I don't know how, how how extensive your guys's library systems are, you know, back in the Midwest and the East Coast, but um, we have, you know, with our LA County library system, um, they have a pretty extensive ebook um, catalog. One of the things we've done is I've introduced my daughter to ebooks this summer. Um, and she's like totally blown away. Like she could read this book on her iPad. And so, so it, she's so excited. She like wants to go in there. She wants to download all the eBooks, which like I try to limit like how many she does at one time. So she's not like just blowing through them. Um, but she loves reading at night. She'll say, can we, can we read on the iPad? Like, like it's still very novelty at this point, you know, but just again, something to get her excited about like reading. And, and so that's, that's always fun. <laughs> and, you know, don't forget or downplay podcasts either. Yeah. You know, it's still comprehension. It's still discussing. It's still vocabulary. I mean, we got more involved in podcasts this summer with our kids, especially driving. You know, they're short enough to do to and from camp drop off, you know, your like mini vacations, etc. And so they have found a love for that too. And I'm okay with it because, you know, they're still learning, you know, they have to still listen and digest what they're hearing. And so I think mixing it up with that is really fun too. Awesome. And well, that, that, yeah, Tally, go ahead. I was going to say, and I've learned from you, Jennifer, with the podcast too. Jennifer's introduced me to a bunch of great ones, but if they're excited about a topic, then you can go and check out a book from the library on that topic too. So there's that nice connection. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, how sneaky we are, right? As parents, how <laughs> sneaky we are. <laughs> All right. Well, that leads us into a great kind of kind of wrap up question. Um, are there any additional resources or strategies um, that you recommend to parents when it comes to just instilling a love of learning and, and reading with with students this summer? Uh, one of the things I've been doing since I have a going into first grade and going into third grade, um, I try to let them read whatever they can in the moment. So if there's an opportunity for them to try to read it get out and about, I, I try to encourage that. So if we're at a restaurant, let's read the menu together. If we're at the, the Dairy Queen or the Dairy Bar, let's read up here. Can we, you know, so bringing it to why we're here and why this is important. Um, that's one of the things I'm trying to be more mindful about out and about. I, I remember as an educator, right? Like, and all three of us come from the classroom. So that, that focus on environmental print, right. And how to there get parents yeah, reading yeah. with, with their kids and pointing stuff out. So I, I love that you mentioned that Jennifer. Yeah. I think to the conversations around it. So if you see your kid is really gravitating. So Kristen, you brought up the the cat books, mm -hmm. you know, just asking like, oh, like, what do you love about this? Or would you be friends with that character? Why are we not? Do they remind you of anyone, you know? And even, I love that your daughter recommended a book to you and you liked it. <laughs> Cause like, that's what we do as adults as well. And just like, pumping her up, like when you're with other friends or family members being like, oh my God, can you believe this great book I just read that, you know, Lacey recommended for me? <laughs> um, yeah. And I think another, if there's like any incentivizing, there's so many great books that have become movies. So maybe if, if your kid, I'm thinking about this as an oldie, but goodie, but holes, for mm -hmm. example, you know, if they're excited to see that movie, just saying like, okay, let's read the book first. And then we'll watch it. And then we'll talk about how they're the same or different. For sure. All right, ladies. Thank you. Um, you know, I just want to say thank you for your participation today. Um, uh, I'll, I'll let you kind of say, you know, sign off here. Uh, but we so appreciate you having the time and, and coming and talking about things we all love, right? Reading and books and and our children and all that all that good stuff. So thank you for being here today, Jennifer, Tolly. Of course, this was so fun. Thank you so much. And I just think it's the coolest thing that you have a podcast. So thanks for inviting us on. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to have you guys come back because this has been so much fun talking to you guys together. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, parents, you've got this, right? You've got this. <laughs> As we wrap up this episode, it's time for another round of What is Kristen Reading This Week? So I've just finished up a library copy of Tessa Bailey's Unfortunately Yours, which is uh, book two in the Vine Mess series. Um, I absolutely love Tessa Bailey's books. Um, they're just the perfect amount of uh, romantic comedy and uh, a little spice and just the, the banter and the laughs is, is what gets me every time. Um, this book is an enemies to lovers, slow burn, fake marriage uh, rom-com that had me uh, laughing out loud, but also like fanning myself because the chemistry between the main characters, uh, Natalie and August was just like, mm, 
like chef's kiss. <laughs> so um, I also started a new book uh, called Cinder Nanny by Soraya Wilson. Um, it was published last summer and has like Cinderella fairy tale kind of vibes. And I'm loving, like loving the, the dialogue and the quick and witty banter between the main characters of this book. So I just started that. And then um, finally on, on my ebook this week, because as you all know, I, I got a physical book and I got my ebook. I, I read um, almost daily. I'm finishing up the book of Azrael uh, by Amber Nicole. And this is like a, a fantasy romance. It has some para, paranormal elements in it. Um, there's like creatures like werewolves and vampires and witches and, and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, very much an enemies to lovers, like slow burn, forced proximity romance. The female main character is like a, a total badass. And, and she starts as a villain. Um, I will say that. But as the book progresses, we, we get to see how fiercely lo- loyal and like, protective she is of the one she loves um kind of contradicting how her her character should be um so i'm finishing that up and that's what Kristen's reading this week all right bookworms that's it for this week's episode make sure you are subscribed to this podcast to get the latest episodes and content if you haven't already checked out the blog make sure to check out the blog thestuffshereads.com it'll be linked in our show notes and on our podcast page Um, until the next chapter folks we'll see you then